Welcome to episode 39 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today. I'm going to jump right on in, and I want to make sure that I acknowledge our sponsors for this episode. Our sponsor is 620 Style, which is a luxury sportswear brand for women who value style and comfortability. Um, 620 Style is all manufactured and produced in New York City. Um, She is a black, thriving designer. She's a songwriter. She does a lot of great things for women. Um, her tagline is when you think of superheroes, think of women. Think of a mother, think of grandmothers. Women have the cap- capacity to stretch, transform, and become larger than life. Women find the crack and fit into its tiny spaces. Women break down walls and pave roads. Women are delicate and beautiful. Women can strut. Women can fly. Women are superheroes. So shop 620 style and use the promo code black fashion. So today, speaking of women's empowerment and women's superheroes, I have Simone. She is the designer, creative director, owner, everything above model (laughs) for chaos, the brand. Um, Simone, sometimes you have to pop a, you have to pop up a co- uh, I just messed that all the way up. <laughs> My like, bad, Simone. Let me just redo that. <laughs> okay. So as I introduce to Simone, meet the designer. So sometimes you have to be a pop of color on a white wall. Originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Simone always knew there was more than what her surroundings offered. Studying fashion design and business at Columbia College Chicago. Hey. I'm a matter up in here. <laughs> she knew she was destined to become a designer, then moving to New York and adding a baby boy to the mix put fire under her. She found beauty in her chaos and created her brand. Chaos the brand makes clothes for women who are conscious and don't overindulge in fast fashion. We design and wear clothes that matters. Our goal is to make you feel powerful today, tomorrow, and the next 10 plus years. Say hi to the people, Simone. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Coming. It's Thank been a you. long time. You, I feel like you. Uh, I was talking to you like when I first started. This, oh yeah, and we girl. on episode in thirty nine, and she finally making her grand yeah, appearance. No, listen, <laughs> you know it'd be rough. It'd be rough. Sometimes. It'd be rough sometimes. But thanks for having me. Of course, this is great. So I like to start with like a. Uh, what I call like a icebreaker. Okay. So like we're gonna do like this little game that I like to do called this or that. And okay. You just tell me like which one you prefer over the other. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So um, mini skirts or midi skirts. Mini skirts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Show the legs <laughs> off. All right. Um, under boob or side boob. I'm a side boob girl. These are these little eight cups. Side boobs. Yeah, I love the side um, boob. Fit or flare on the skirt? Mm, flit. Fit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bell bottom or skinny leg? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm going to say bell bottom. Look, crop top, bell bottom. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And would you go for a, a mule or a wedge? A mule. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, a brim or like a fedora? Like a full on, like brim <laughs> or something a little more like kind of like what you have on mm, let's do a brim oh. that's extra yeah, <laughs> love being extra all right so yes. let's go right in okay. so let's talk a little bit about like your background mm-hmm. and where you're from mm-hmm. and like what kind of got you started 
Okay. Um, well, like you said, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Went to college in Chicago. Um, before I even decided to go to design school, I was always a girl that would like style my friends in middle school, you know, styling my friends in high school. I'm the one that was spray painting the shirts and the jeans, drawing all over them. And that's when I'm like, I supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I want to do. So I started taking sewing classes. Thanks to my grandma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Grandparents come through. the truth. <laughs> <laughs> she took me to these sewing classes. And from there, you know, I think that's where fashion just started. Mm -hmm. um, and even when I started college, like, into college, Columbia, I didn't start as a design major. You know, I mm -hmm. just thought that was just talent. Like, okay. do you really learn this, you know? So I entered as a journalist major and for a whole year. And I was like, this is not for me. It's nothing creative <laughs> about this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I switched over to fashion design and here we are. Yeah. Was Columbia your first choice? Columbia was my first choice. I didn't even look up another school. Oh, like, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. so you only to one. I hit like K. Okay. So you, <laughs> did you ever feel like you, um, well, I guess you did get that. Like, did you like you missed out on like not getting like uh, maybe like a HBCU experience or like that like being in the because you but you did stay in the dorms but like yeah. being more like like not in the middle of the heart of the city. I do I feel like Columbia and as you know it makes you grow up faster. Facts. Mm -hmm. um, you get a lot of freedom mm -hmm. you know to just do as you please you decide you're not going to class mm -hmm. that's your choice and it's kind of hard when you coming in at 18 after Facts. being under your parents you know but mm -hmm. I say I missed out as far as the culture aspect of things, mm -hmm. but not so much of like education. Like Columbia gave me things that I feel like a black college probably couldn't give me. Okay. You know, just with the freedom. We didn't, we partied, but we didn't, it, it wasn't that type of school. We mm -hmm. like was thrown into business, you Facts. know? Like our teachers did, our teachers were like designers and they were in the industry. So, it just set the standard, like, that bar high for me, mm -hmm. you know? So it wasn't like I wasn't coming in to the fashion as a adult, like, timid. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've been doing this since I was 18. Yeah. Did you find that it was a big transition coming from the way, like, you learn, like, from, like, what grandma, like, kind of helped out and taught you it? Or in, like, going into a design setting? Because when I got there, I felt like I knew everything. But I took my first class, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know shit compared to uh, Girl. <laughs> The what I'm supposed girl, to know. Listen. So did you find like that transition? Not discouraging, but just like, ooh, like I really thought that I had all that. Cause I thought I was like Miss Sewing Queen mm -hmm. until I got there and I got like a reality check. Oh yeah, because patterns and all that stuff, like even in high school, like, you know, it's more taking something that already exists and mm -hmm. remaking it, like making it better. Or you're making pillows, you're making, like, you know, you making a jacket, but you taking the sleeves from a blue jean jacket and putting on a leather jacket. Like, from the beginning, like pattern, like drawing out, pattern making, all that was new to me. Okay. So I used to be in a class like, whoa. Yeah, and, like, we had some talented people. It was some competition, you yeah. know? So, mm -hmm. it was a struggle. <laughs> it was a struggle oh, at I first. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I think drawing was my biggest struggle. Um, and I think that, and, oh, I didn't even say that. Me and Simone met in class. Yeah, we met <laughs> We've known each other for a what long time. What class was it? It was, that? uh, Fundamentals of Fashion Design. Okay, okay. Fundamentals, Fundamentals of Fashion. And I couldn't draw for shit. Listen. <laughs> 
I could I couldn't draw either. <laughs> and it's hard because that's your that's the first step. Yeah. You know, is really putting your ideal on paper. Mm. And what you might look at, somebody else might not see that. Right. <laughs> like, not what at is all. this? You know? So <laughs> I think yeah. I have it to be a oh, yeah. time critique. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially when you gotta put your work in front of like your 20 classmates mm -hmm. and they shit look like they're fucking <laughs> they've been doing this for years you know yeah. so yeah it's, it's it was tough okay yeah. so right now in your fashion design process what is your favorite part um i think it's really just the end like seeing your garments on a body okay. you know like it's out of your head now it's off the paper it's not just pattern pieces all over the place like you seeing it move the fit and it's so satisfying Oh, yes. I can't wait to feel that feeling again. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for you, girl. Girl, one day. Um, I guess, like, would you say that your process is pretty standard, like, um, as far as, like, industry standards? And do you feel like you kind of, like, created your own wave and you've made your own, like, process as far as, you know, like, in school they taught us, like, oh, you, you got you got to have your concept first. Then you, you right. got to create, create your mood board. Then you, you got to draw your mm -hmm. flats. And, like, what's your, what does your process look like when you decide to put together a collection? And I think that's the great thing about, like, doing it for yourself and not someone else because my process is not you know going out finding inspiration like an idea might just pop in my head as we sit in and I'm like oh let me you know me get, get this that. out um because mm -hmm. sometimes I design backwards like I I might sketch some stuff out and it's like okay where's the inspiration? Like, mm -hmm. let me put a mood board together or I might see fabric first. And from there, I'm designing based on that fabric, fabric I found, you know? That's so, how they do it now, which is crazy. That's how they do it um, in the industry now. Oh, okay. They find okay. the fabric or they go out and um, find like go to sourcing places mm -hmm. or go like retailing and find fabrics and then design into from the there. fabric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, Interesting so, way to do it, which I think is pretty smart yeah it makes sense you mm -hmm. know um because just because you drew something you might not be able to find that pa that fabric and now your whole design look different you right. know True. so um i'll be all over the place you know <laughs> at, as long as the main goal is to get my piece out and it looks the way I want it to look. That's that. That's all that matters to so, me. So, what you're saying that you all over the place is that kind of like what chaos that is. Stand, and, stands from. Yeah, uh -huh. and that's where my brand name even came from. I mm -hmm. think I had to like. At first, it was a little like, whoa, like Simone, you need to be structured, like. And it's like everybody don't work like that, right? And you know, and I work in madness. And that's when my best work come out, you know, mm -hmm. like crunch time and I thrive in that area. So that's where the brand name, you know. Okay. <laughs> How have you uh, been, I feel like, you know, have you, do you feel like that you have done really great as far as like social media or do you feel like there's areas there that you need, like you want to work on it? Like what is it about it that you feel is great and what are the disadvantages that you feel have been working or not working for you? Okay, see, the social media thing, even my personal self, I'm just not really a social media person, okay. you know, mm -hmm. and it's hard to throw myself out there like that. And so now with my brand, it's like chaos has to be like, the Sasha Fears of some, you know, Simone, right. like because I can't be who I am with my brand, or nobody will ever see it, you know. So, Thanks. and social media is like a great thing. Like it gives you a platform to reach people that you would normally not reach just from word of mouth, you know. True. Like 
I can have fans in Australia and clients in, you know, Africa. And it's like, ain't never stepped foot in on Africa soil, <laughs> you know? Right. So um, I think social media is good and bad. Um, the bad for me is I don't want people to judge my work um, and who I am by my amount of followers, you okay. know, because that's mm-hmm. part of building your brand. Like, they don't just come right away. Right. So, yeah, that's like the bad of the yeah. bad aspect. I of love uh, I, I, somebody told it to me like like I love an underdog. Like you may only have two hundred or three hundred followers, but you got two hundred, three hundred dedicated followers that mess, mess with, with you. you. Yes. yes, like you can mm-hmm. have ten thousand millions of followers and don't. I think I saw someone on social media and can't sell nothing or sales are terrible or like they don't understand your your vision right. or your creativity and stuff like that so you can't like really base it off of the right. numbers like you really gotta look at you look at them insights exactly look at them impressions exactly. and not like the the follower account and stuff because i don't think that that's even legit i have to really just keep that in mind too because it's like just because somebody got 22k followers don't mean they got 22k likes they Facts. don't got 22k comments you know so mm-hmm. that don't mean those are all their clients some people are not your clients and they're just fans or it's like a popularity contest absolutely you know so at this point it's like my work is going to speak for itself Mm -hmm. you know regardless i find that social media can be very shallow for Mm -hmm. sure um i posted a video since we talk about i posted a video of a a guy like sewing client last week okay and i have Two maybe two thousand followers mm-hmm. on the LC Apparel Consultant page. Mm-hmm. Girl, that doggone uh, thing, that video had twenty two thousand views, mm-hmm. and I have two thousand followers. So I was like, Where are these people? I don't know. But it's like they shallow. He was a good looking mm-hmm. guy, and mm-hmm. I and literally. And when I tell you, it wasn't even a fifteen second. Oh, clip. I seen that. You one. saw that, uh-huh. and I guess people were sharing it and going off. So when I went back and I looked at the insights, I'm like twenty two thousand. Right, exactly. Y'all don't even follow mm-hmm. me, and so y'all was just going and looking at it because I guess he's an attractive. I'm like, this is the shallowest shit oh, yeah. I have ever oh, seen. Yeah. In my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you like, really wow. just have to be. <laughs> or it was just, I got too many, I got a lot of women followers, and they was like, ooh, a, a man. And it's not, <laughs> it's not bad. Now you got 20, 22 people, 22K people that viewed your page. Right. And I they probably like, come back, what? you know? When I have post another man. <laughs> and I don't get them that often. No. <laughs> no. I got to have a man and what? Want to come to the no. page? Your work. Awful. Your work speak for itself. Like, They're going to come. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious. So tell me about, um, um, how this transition into like motherhood has uh, changed like your not even changed but like put that fire under you um, as far as like getting your business and maybe talk a little bit about like we you know why you took a hiatus mm-hmm. for a little while um, just like what kind of like stirred just like oh let me let me Listen. get back out here so you know I literally like my goal was to move to New York right then you get here and it's like whoa like this is real life shit like Mm -hmm. now it's i'm in survival mode so nothing Mm -hmm. else matters like i need to eat i need somewhere to sleep you know so you get lost making money for the now and not really working towards your future you know and i was stuck there for a long time can i i just want to say when i when i first moved to new york i lived with simone It was me and her in a little ass room. In a little ass room. room. It was me and her in a little ass room. And, and but I wouldn't have been able to come had then I was like, I need I don't got nowhere to live. I wanna I come here. You, I gotta girl. find somewhere. So thank you. I wanna if I don't know if I've ever said but thank you, you know Simone, what? but 
I mean, I wouldn't have. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know anybody. So we thugged I, it out. We thugged and it out. Even before New York, like you was that helping hand for me. And you've always been, you uh-huh. know? So it's like, I know if I have a question and it might be a dumb question to most, let me be like, girl, this is the answer. Like, <laughs> she always got it. She okay. always got my back. And mm-hmm. like, I, everybody needs somebody like at, that in the industry. Yeah. You yeah. know, and you're that person for a lot of people. Oh, so, girl, keep But back it to you. So, okay. Let's go. Okay, so um, you got in survival mode. Yeah, you know? so it was like, you know, working retail, doing this, doing that. And it really literally wasn't until I found out I was pregnant that I was like, okay, your time is not just your time no more. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're going to do anything, do it now. Like, and I think that's the hardest part for people is just starting. You know, it's sometimes it's finishing, but it's really just starting. So, you know, I was I had my baby in August of last year. November, I was taking classes with you because mm-hmm. I'm like, now I need to relearn everything that I've learned in college. Mm-hmm. And it's been years years of me not touching a sewing machine i've always like was drawing collecting inspiration like kind of building the brand but i didn't have a name yet you know i didn't know what i wanted to make like as far as you know i thought i was going to be a lingerie designer mm-hmm. then i was like mm, i can't put myself in that box i want to make everything yeah right. i like um, the lingerie thing that's like, it's very sensual mm-hmm. and yeah. it's something that's you know i would add but it's like oh i don't want to call myself a lingerie brand because now i feel like that's the only thing i could produce so you do i, I, I feel like when you do like put yourself in one category sometimes it's easy to get stuck mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. then it's like it's like a catch-22 because sometimes when you try to do everything you know you don't hone in on that one thing it's yeah. like this is what i want to be remembered for but and that's also true when you got to think you can keep putting out designs 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 and all of a sudden that one thing just catches somebody's eye and that's what made you pop you know so like i have 10 pieces out mm-hmm. and somebody just loved this jacket and somehow they reposted the jacket reposted the jacket and now this jacket is the main thing so now I'm creating jackets mm-hmm. you know so i feel like your clients too kind of steer you in on your path. Yeah. I think that you are my only person that went on the tour. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. You're the only person that went on the tour that actually did, did something. Did, not yeah. did something, but did the process. Oh, okay. What I've come to find is that the people come on the tour, mm-hmm. but they still ask me to do the consultation, and then they still have me manage the entire thing for them. So even though I've given them all the tools, tools. and the people mm-hmm. to get this stuff done, it's either uh, very intimidating and they don't want to do it or it's too much work how did you feel this past time just going through Ooh. that process because you are the only one that was like okay she gave me everything that I need let me just do it everyone else was like I'm not about to do this shit see when I did the tour and you know because I was asking questions and then you came up with the tour and I was like okay let me just see you know because mm-hmm. that's my fear it's right. like you know, it's like calling your mom, like, what do I say to these people? You know, so like, this is <laughs> how I feel. I was like, uh-huh. ooh, when I go in here, like, what do I say? Uh, good I morning, say? y'all. Everybody, like, good morning, for NYC. Good morning, for family. Good morning. <laughs> um, like, so it was very intimidating, but I'm a confident person. And at this point, I'm grown. You know, it's like, <laughs> True. It's like I can't. I don't want to pay somebody to do something that I can just do myself. You know, I need mm-hmm. to cut my corners. Like, my money is for 
other things, you know? So I was walking in and I was intimidated, but people need to know that these people, that their, their business is to help you. They right. want your business. Absolutely. So there's no such thing as a dumb question. It, like when I first got there, mm -hmm. they sat down and said, this is how you fill out the cutters must. Or this is how we want you to do it or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. And now I come in, they be like, hey, Simone. And I've only been doing it for what? It's been like a couple months. A couple months. Yeah. You know? So you build these relationships. Like exactly. they know you, they trust you mm -hmm. to the point it's like, oh, you just pay me next time. Exactly. You and know? that's what I was and trying to do. And that's more that's the thing that I stress the most. I feel like at the tour I'm like, build your I'm coming here introducing y'all to these people so mm -hmm. you can build your relationship right. with these people and build your own payment term. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like this this is the point they're of doing there the to tour. help you. Like they want they need you to succeed, you Absolutely. know? So it was intimidating at first, but I walked in there and I was like, oh, I waited. I, I felt like I wasted so much time because of fear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes you have to look at things like it happens when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this is what I was scared of. Like, right. Talking <laughs> to these people. And then sometimes you got to get firm because I know you had to get firm on a couple of factors. Like, yo, you know what? If you can't do it, and don't do it. You got to boss up. You it's up. your yeah. time. It's your money. Absolutely. And you just got to boss up. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's period. Like the world. <laughs> period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> so period I'm not period. about to play with you if I give you a delivery date you need to make my yeah, date and, and if you can't do it don't agree to it and you know people feel like you know especially looking at me like they might think I'm younger than what I am mm -hmm. you know like that I'm gonna be intimidated and it's like I'm not like you can't get over on me like right. I one thing I do and I will stand up for myself so mm -hmm. um, it's been times I had to pull like stop a project because mm -hmm. somebody wasn't doing it on my time. Gotcha. And they was doing it on their time, but I'm the paying customer, so. X. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta do what you gotta, gotta boss up. You do. <laughs> so how, I guess I want to ask, like, it's, I, I was watching your, um, mm -hmm. your visuals. I think they're really dope. Mm -hmm. How did you come up, um, like, with, like, the way you were gonna present the clothing for your relaunch to the world? Like, this is what my concept is, and this is how I'm gonna put it, because the visuals is dope. Like how much of the visuals, like, and that was what the thing that stuck out the most when you started to like, you know, give them an inch, mm -hmm. you know, let me give you a little bit yeah. more. So I just want to kind of figure out how you came up with like that conceptual, like, this is me, but I'm not going to say anything because you don't talk. I don't. I'm going to present it to you visually, but I'm going to tell you a story. Right. And, and you started before you even launched because you would throw pictures. And I was trying to build mm -hmm. that, that vibe. Um, and it started off just, just say with colors, mm -hmm. like. You know, those my my colors are red and black. For those who don't know, um, that's my brand. You know, cl colors and it's just sexy and powerful. And every picture, everything, I want you to feel sexy and powerful. And I tell myself when I start, I'm gonna be my own model. Mm -hmm. You know, like I want the everyday woman to feel like she could wear this stuff. You Absolutely. know, like I didn't want it to be too. Too many visuals like I didn't want it to be a model like can't be too pretty like it would be like a selfie in a mirror mm -hmm. and that's what I wanted it to look like and I feel like that's how it came across and that's mm -hmm. I'm like at first just be your own model in cut corners I don't want to pay you know and I just don't want to be on nobody else's time you mm -hmm. know and I'm like I made these clothes because it's like the stuff that I want that I can't find mm -hmm. and now I'm presenting it to you like I'm giving it to you too you know the stuff that I feel I need or we need and I can't find it and not saying it's just 100% new designs but 
it's my designs and it's my fabric choices. It's my colors. You know, it's the way I did it. So, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So, I have like a second segment, like through the middle of the podcast, where it's like, it's a success, it's a disaster, okay. but I overcame it. So, I want you to like, and oh, and this segment is sponsored by 620 Style. <laughs> And um, just make sure you guys shop 620 Style and you put in the Black and Fashion Pod code today. Black Pod code. Black and Fashion. <laughs> Black Fashion promo code. And today I'm wearing the Country Glamour jogging suit. I mean, for people who watch on YouTube, it's luxurious and comfortable as hell. So get it. So I want you to tell about a story. It could be it could be one or the other okay. or it could be both. Like where um, and it could be in your production. It could be in design. It could be the after okay. effect where you felt like um, you more so than think you learned something from the experience whether it was success or a disaster but it was like a learning thing. Um, okay. Um, just you know I just put my stuff in production mm-hmm. um, and I was making these panties mm-hmm. And, you know, I bought the fabrics, I bought the chains, I bought all the material for it. I took it. They said, cool. They did what they did. They they made the panties exactly how I envisioned them to be. Mm-hmm. Spent my money on them to make these panties. <laughs> <laughs> Take them back home in the sample panty I tried on. Chain breaks. There's no way for an ass to fit in these panties. Oh, because the chain's not stretchy. The chains are not stretchy. And in my mind, I'm like, okay. why didn't I, why didn't I think about that? And, you know, because the elastic around the waist is stretchy, like the right. front and the back of the panty, okay. I'm thinking they will pull up. I don't know who booty I thought they was going to pull up because the show wasn't mine. Oh, yeah, my God. So this is me now. You know, I spent money on something that I can't sell, I can't put out there, and money on, like I said, the production, the fabrics, the chains, and I'm just, like, learning experience. Like, when you waste money, you don't make that same mistake It's called bought lessons. That's my okay. mama saying. It's a bought lesson. <laughs> hey, exactly. <laughs> I paid for that lesson. lesson. <laughs> so now I'm like, you know what I missed? I missed the fittings. I missed the fittings. I made a sample and I missed the fittings. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just where I'm at. So now I make sure that if I got to make five samples, mm-hmm. I'm making five, five fit samples. samples. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before I just look at something and say, oh, it looks good. So they were beautiful, but they are oh, not girl. functional. They're not functional. They look good. Damn. So it's like, oh, maybe they can be a bookmark or something. <laughs> like, you know, so now. I'm gonna figure can out a we, way. Can we to, give though? Can we give a gift for purchase? <laughs> like we're gonna wall us up. We're gonna we're gonna figure. I'm gonna figure out a way. And it's crazy because I was up. It's crazy that you asked me that because I was up last night and I just couldn't, you know, sleep. Probably because of the whole podcast and everything. Really? It's my first time. You know, it's my first time really speaking about my brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking about these damn panties. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta figure this out because ain't no way. Can we add a clip? So that way you put it on and then you clip it in the front? I still think the the chain is too thin that it's going to pop. It's going to pop. But what I'm thinking we're going to do is just do a regular elastic mm-hmm. band, like how a bra strap is. Right. And we're going to have the chains make them longer. Okay. And let them droop. Like, you know, hang and dangle. Opposed to being fitted. Instead of them being fitted. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I'm figuring out a way to do it. But yeah. that was just overall just a learning experience like mm-hmm. you know you get so excited 
mm-hmm. but it's like you didn't go through that process. Yeah. And you can skip when it comes to like des- like designing or creating something, you can skip the the creative aspect of things. Like you don't have to go find fabric first or you live in your first. You live thank you. So thank you, sweetie. <laughs> thank you. That's very beautiful talent. <laughs> Oh, thank you. So now it's just like, make sure you take your steps. Do mm-hmm. the fittings. Do the fittings. Yeah. I just posted about fittings. Literally. It was like, I'm going to tell y'all why this is so important. Because so after production, it's like, damn. Had I had just done a freaking fitting, I could have avoided this. Mm-hmm. Or had I just slowed. And I mean, even as me as, me as a production manager, I make, I make mistakes. Yeah. Still do. Mm-hmm. Made one recently. Also, mm-hmm. bought lesson. Um, this client in particular, yeah. um, I was doing her production and I was moving too fast and I put the wrong swatch on the cut tape. Oh. So I made all the pants in the wrong, wrong fabric. fabrics. Yeah. And I had to, of course, make them mm-hmm. over. So I was like, Okay. And that was just moving too fast, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, same pants, same pant. Um, I, because I did all the patterns and stuff like that, I did them based off of, uh, just like a picture. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, um, the princess scene was going directly from the dark line, just all the way down, mm-hmm. which kind of, you know, it, it kind of curves, curves over. Mm-hmm. You know, well, she didn't want it to curve. Oh. She wanted to go straight. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back to quality, mm-hmm. refix the pattern. Regrade oh. the pattern and get them recut oh. in the fabric. So not only was it the wrong fabric, it was the pattern, pattern was wrong, wrong. Yeah. and it had to be updated and then regraded and then recut. See, <laughs> and this so, lesson's long. So I'm like boom, 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 like bam, 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 bam. Those lessons are also like beautiful disasters because mm-hmm. that happened to me a lot when I was like. I'm going to make my own, after I took the pattern and making classes with you, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I'm going to make all my own patterns. And sometimes in my mind, I envision something. Mm-hmm. And then when I actually put the piece together and sew it, it looks like something else. But I'm like, yeah, oh, all the time. But this is cute. <laughs> <laughs> happens oh, all the I'm keeping time. this design. This is my better, this is better than my original design. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> Lessons learned. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Wait, tell me about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Do you um, ever feel like, um, you know, just being like um, a mother and being like a black designer that you have like a lot of like, you know, disadvantages or you feel like you're like, know what, I'm bracing it. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. Or do you feel like it's a little bit harder and you do have like a couple hurdles to jump over? I mean, it's, it's hard mm-hmm. and it's hard because you know, I'm a mom first, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm a designer second, like I'm a mom first. So it's like my time is like split, you know? Mm -hmm. And the good thing about my situation is I am on my own time, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think you have to really do it because you love it and not because you want recognition right away, you want money right away because it ain't happening. You know what I mean? Like, it takes time. Like, it takes time to build your brand. It takes time to build your clientele. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't think it's a disadvantage. I just think that, well, not a disadvantage for me because, like, I'm on my own time. Like, I'm not racing no clock. Right. You know, it's just hard because, like, I have someone else that I'm taking care of. Like, I can't just go to my studio and work. Right. Like, Baby's up. Baby needs to be fed, you know. Right. So, um, do you have any like a time management like advice for like mothers that are designers that 
feel the same thing you felt as far as like you know not having the time to dedicate it or I gotta do this first like you got any I mean I think time management things that work has been working for you as far as time management I think you just gotta be hungry meaning when brave sleep my baby name is brave when <laughs> <laughs> little brave is sleep his name's Buddha <laughs> Buddha <yeah. laughs> um that's when I decide okay you want to take a nap you can't take a nap because this is the time you got talking about myself. Okay. You know, so brave sleep, I'm working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes I have really late hours. And, you know, I'll leave the house at maybe 8.30 when his father come home so I could go to the studio and be in the studio until 2, 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I really just, it's just what works for you. Mm-hmm. And I think moms need to know that your kid is going to eventually grow up. They're going to leave the house. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna have their own families, and you're gonna be stuck saying, "Damn, I wish I would have used my time to serve my purpose Absolutely. and do what I want to do." Like I'm pretty sure Brave wouldn't mind me missing hours of him playing and watching TV for me to, you know, work on my career and my goals. So I think it's just not feeling like you have to be with your kids 24 seven, you know, and just go do your thing because they're gonna. They're gonna like they're gonna be proud of you after you know like mm-hmm. they're gonna be proud that you made the decision to become who you were destined to become Absolutely. because you don't choose you don't like I, I felt like designing was like my destiny I supposed to be a designer you know right brave chose me okay you know like, like as far as like mom like my life goal is not to just be brave's mom right my life goal is to be a designer. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. and along this journey, my baby chose me. So I don't supposed oh. to lose, you know, designing because I had a kid. Should have brought Buddha <laughs> right here with us. Okay, this, this would not be working. Right now. <laughs> so, do you feel like because you got your studio and you got your own space that it um, served even more motivation for you? Um, for myself, I felt like because I now have a space. I feel like I, 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 will, I always want to be in there. Mm-hmm. I want to spend my time in there. And it has motivated me mm-hmm. to want to work on, like, my own brand and not just everyone else's. But do you feel there's something about, like, setting the tone and creating a space where you could just work and that you really do got to pull it out of the home? Because I can go in there and close them doors and I will not go in my room. Right. But if I have my sewing machine in my room, I'm going to lay down. Oh, yeah. If I have my pattern making table in my uh, living room, I'm going to sit on the oh, couch. Yeah. So do you feel like that that is, like, absolutely necessary that you remove your home from your workspace yes because now you have no choice like you're surrounded around your work you know like Mm -hmm. at home you have all these other distractions and that's another thing why i got the studio Mm -hmm. and i gotta pay rent it's like so i have no choice but to work my ass off because i gotta not only pay this rent you know it's like i bought all these fabrics it's like now i gotta sell You know, and, like, you just get in boss mode when you're around your things, your sewing machines, your mannequins, you know, like, your fabrics, your designs. It's, like, it's way way more inspiring than being in a familiar place, like your home. Gotcha. Because I used to find myself, now I'm hungry. I'm in the kitchen. My studio, I bring a bottle of water and a granola bar. Hey, now. Like, I'm not eating, (laughs) I'm not leaving until... What I need to do is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at home, you know, up. Uh, what's on MTV? What's on VH1? It's like, it was, 
It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> I just in the I just put a TV in my studio. Oh, uh, did you? But I didn't like set up cable and nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I got a smart TV, so I put uh, I just put the YouTube on there. Oh yeah. I listen to these all day mm-hmm. to figure out where I can be better. Okay. You know, I looked mm-hmm. at my other one yesterday, yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was eating. <laughs> That was, it's like, but I forgot that the camera was here because okay. it was a phone interview, so no one was in here with right, me. Right, right, right. But I'm t- ask a question. I'm listening to the man talk, and I'm talking around, right. and I'm eating. <laughs> I, I I made sure I wasn't smacking mm-hmm. in the microphone, but I'm like, it's a whole they ass camera. You. Yeah, of me turned around, fucking this camera. Growth, growth. <laughs> but now you know. Now but I, that's you the only know. I have in the studio. The only thing I play in the studio is these podcasts, mm-hmm. so I could. I'm talking too fast. Am I moving too fast? Um, you know, am I am I cursing too much? Mm-hmm. Like, so now that's that's the only thing that plays. It's yeah. just like over and over. Like, I got enough fucking episodes. They just keep fucking playing. Yeah, and that's me. It's a vibe. Mm. Like I said, a vibe. Like mm-hmm. I see either I'm listening to music or I'm listening to a podcast. Like mm-hmm. I said, I listen to your podcast. Um, you know, every Monday. Because normally I'm in the studios Mondays and Wednesdays. As of now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um. I listen to other podcasts, you know. I be watching Red Talk Table. Like, I listen I like, I like to, you know, get me going and moving. Mm-hmm. But I can't watch TV. Like, I okay. can't. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. What um I was like, what are you doing now? What are your plans for now as far as, like, sales and marketing? Like, you're doing direct-to-consumer. So when you do direct-to-consumer, you can do so much. You can mm-hmm. do pop-up events mm-hmm. and trunk shows mm-hmm. and you know, a fashion preview. And are you... You probably like me. Are you anti-fashion show? Because it's just like a waste of money. Um, that's one thing that just never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as fashion show, because I'm not putting together like collections, ten piece collections. You mm-hmm. know, so and not saying it has to be it has to be ten pieces, but it's more of just like pop ups. Like I just want to get myself out there so people know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, outside of the brand, like. I have to remember, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very, like, it seems shy. Like, I say I'm shy and timid, but you got to think, like, we worked at Akira. Facts. Like, I made my money by selling, you know. I had to sell in order and have clients, like, make clients and loyal clients in order for me to get a check. So, I think right now it's just me trying to figure out the marketing aspect of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been looking up pop-up shops in New York, around New York. I'm willing to travel. So, okay. Yeah. To um, just to get myself out there. Um, okay. And that's one thing I say about college. Like, I was just talking to my fiancé about that um, last night. Like, they'll teach you, but they don't teach you how to succeed. You know what that, I mean? I did as a whole as episode business. on education, girl. <laughs> yeah, like, you <laughs> have to do that on your own. Like, you have to get out there. You have to put yourself out there. You have to learn. So. this the I don't know if you can see that, but mm-hmm. he said, try a big hoop ring instead of a chain for the underwear. <laughs> That's what the comments said. <laughs> a big hoop ring? <laughs> yeah, like a. Like oh, the ring. Oh, that's cute. Chain. That might be a yeah, new Yeah, so I was trying to think. I'm like, what is he saying? But <laughs> yeah, he said, try a big hoop earring. Like, your friend is wearing, I like this. Okay. Oh. Wearing for your underwear. So if you do, like, the bigger loops. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for your feedback. I know. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for your feedback. So I. Noted. Yeah. So I'm actually, I am going to do a pop-up. 
Okay. It's going to be the Black Designers pop-up. Hey, now. First weekend in April. Hey, now. You know, um, I'm Kick off Black Fashion Month. Um, and then I want to have the option for, like, the vendor tables if you want to be included in, like, the fashion preview or, like, the fashion show you okay. can. And it'll be, like, all the black girl designers, any other black brands. So I'm going to get a big space in Brooklyn. We're going to do this oh, black I'm excited. Pop-up. You know, I yeah. got you. I'll help I was with gonna that, start, too. Um, I was going to put it out there in January, mm-hmm. like, once I secured the space. Because mm-hmm. I want to be able to offer as many vendor tables as I can as possible, yeah. yeah like because I don't want it to just be fashion mm-hmm. I would like if some beauty brands pop in mm-hmm. there some hair brands or if mm-hmm. you have skincare or whatever you have oh, yeah. and then, well of course we'll have you know black on catering and like drinks and yeah. stuff like that but I really want it to be a good shopping event especially for the spring because April is the time to shop oh yeah I'm like April is and like okay. making it a move and making it a whole move yeah so we will have that soon oh, that's so exciting. I've already started planning and stuff mm-hmm. like that I'm like I did somebody else told me one of the black one of the girls in the group mm-hmm. show was like we need to do a, we need to do a pop-up pop Mm-hmm. With everybody, That's who everybody want to do it, we should do it together. I just been following um, one on Instagram that I'm thinking about. You know, actually just going to just to see how it is, be mm-hmm. how it is. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, pop ups like it be like indie. You know, it might not be that vibe, like right. your vibe. I might yes. not be there. Cuts like there. What am I trying to say? Like my who they're targeting may not yeah, be your consumer. Exactly, right. exactly. So um, I do want to like go visit a few of them before I really just be like, okay, let me be a vendor here. Right, you know. exactly, and you should, and that's like the the key thing is like just making sure you do like your research and like finding things that fit you. Like, you know, I feel like I get questions. I'm like, oh, questions in in the group chat, mm-hmm. and like people message me like, oh, should I do this fashion? Should I do this pop up? I'm like, is that your consumer? Right, exactly. And I know we all sometimes try to make we don't all make the mistake, but we do it often. Like we do these fashion shows or these pop up and stuff like that just to get the exposure. But sometimes that's not the exposure mm-hmm. you need, and all exposure is not necessarily the exposure that you need right. for your clientele. Mm-hmm. So just making sure you understand who your customer is, mm-hmm. where your niche is, the type of woman that you're targeting. Right. Um, and yeah, so as we wrap up, what are your goals or where do you see Chaos the brand and Simone in the next three to four years? Is it more? I, first of all, when's the wedding? Second off, when's the second baby? Oh, oh, so, whoa, slow so, down. So Look, Chaos brave. is the second baby. Where's the third baby? So the brave has a friend. Um, okay. Well, and then what's you see, like, you know, coming soon? Okay, well, wedding 2021, okay. um, spring 2021, New Orleans style. Oh, yeah. Turn up, turn up. my mom there. She got a I know, I've seen that. She has such a great Y'all look like I had so much fun. Um, yeah, so as far as chaos, um, I think it's just more... I want this brand to just be bigger than me, you know, to the point where even hiring people, you know, I want to be able to do that for people, give them work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I want to manufacture. Of course. That's my like five year goal. Is to, to own like your own factory. Yep, to own my own factory. We might um, go ahead and partnership on that because we're I'll, gonna talk about that later. Because <laughs> right, I'm like, cause I definitely want to own my I own mean, too. I <laughs> mean, yeah, like I think it's just smart, you know. Absolutely. Of, you know, especially you don't really what black owned factory, like, especially right, here. I, you yeah. know, I know it ain't none. Cali, but it's none here, you know. And I want to give like young designers and you know our culture that. That platform. goddamn vacuum. <laughs> it's okay. But as far as that, it's just me marketing, getting myself out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all I could do is just keep putting out things I love and hopefully people rock with it. Facts. You know, because at the end of the day, it's like, it is my baby. It is my brand. And, you know, I am sensitive. <laughs> I am sensitive about my, my shit, shit. But I do stand as behind Erica. it. And that's why, like, I decided to do, you know, I decided not to go and do custom work. Because, you know, it is their vision and chaos is mine. 
and I wanted to, you know, stay that way. Facts. I feel you. Um, All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Want to go ahead and throw out your social media handles. Um, How can we keep up with you, Simone? Um, Yeah. So my personal um, Instagram handle is Lady Simone A. Um, And, of course, go follow Chaos the Brand. I'll be posting stuff every Monday. Every Monday will be new designs. So make sure you comment, like, follow. <laughs> so I just proposed to my southern girlfriend and she said yes. <laughs> hey, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> That's so make sure you guys follow Simone. I'll call, mm-hmm. of course uh, include her website and all of her social media in the show notes. So make sure you check her out and shop her brand. Um does the um collection have a name to it? No, no, okay, okay. Um, nope. Um, it's just vibe. It's just effortlessly sexy. Like, gotcha. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. (laughs) Bye. Bye.